welcome back to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and more often than not, how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And, and how are you together? How are you today? Robo Natalie. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. We're doing a rare uh, nighttime record. Yeah, but I think um, as the, the more and more we get like out of pandemic life, hopefully knock on knock on wood you know these 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 drops yeah. drops in cases and and, and and hospitalizations and deaths continue yep. and we're moving towards a normalization i feel like these evening records might become more common for us because we'll be like doing shit on the weekends right um more more often yeah that's true but yeah this past weekend was afi fest yeah, so you've been i was busy. i was watching movies in hollywood all weekend which yeah. is so weird to be in a movie theater like to see three movies a day you know wearing a mask all day yeah, it's, it it's strange i also as you know uh this weekend switched um my beard oil started a new beard beard oil you know i haven't noticed but there's something <laughs> different about you but it was i've become very familiar with the smell of the beard oil because i would put it on and brush it in and then go put on a mask and sit in a movie theater oh, all day so just like yeah. breathing in my own beard oil all day oh that's kind of yeah i don't know i, I like those in the woods i like so the i'm like woodsy. sitting there indoors i can't breathe in theory but it feels like i'm but i can any, close my eyes and imagine i'm in the woods but anything like trapped under there is no good i'm saying it's a good smell okay uh, you should try it. You should try my beard oil. <laughs> All right. I'll give it a go. Uh, so today we are going to talk about the How I Met, sorry, no, the Friends season one finale, the one where Rachel finds out. Uh, and then because there is no... How uh, I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah. There, I'm starting to miss it. Yeah. No, well, it's next only... week it'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, no, there's... I thought there was a part two of this episode. No, that was the end. <gasps> Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Never mind. Never mind. So this is, um, uh, this is the end. So, yes, uh, it, next it, week, how I met your mother will be back. Yes. All right. So, uh, but today we're just talking about friends and then a little bonus mystery diners at the end. Cause that's what we do when there's no how I met your mother. We force you to listen. And listeners, we blame you. This is your punishment for not weighing in. Yeah. For not giving us other, other options. This we is told your punishment you we or we your reward, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, uh, but let's just jump in and talk first about Friends, season one, episode 24, the one where Rachel finds out. We get a Central Park opening. Yep. Uh, happy to see Central Central Park. Everyone's looking at baby, pics. baby pictures. Uh, what else do we, 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 we sort of get the, the, the setup for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or, or actually, we get part of the setup. Uh, we definitely get the setup for um, <clears throat> Joey's story. Right. Because Joey's uh, doing some sort of like fertility studies, mm-hmm. like volunteering for, for like, seven hundred bucks. He one, one is it once a day he goes in and makes a mm-hmm. deposit mm-hmm. for two weeks. So he's like doing like sperm donation every day for science. Yeah, and he's also dating um, a new woman. Um, yeah, Melanie. Yeah, Veronica Mars's mom. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to because I know I've seen her in a lot of a lot of stuff, but yeah. like. I knew there was something recent. Uh, something we watched recently, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, her name's uh, uh, Corinne Borer, I think. Yeah. Uh, is, is her name? Yeah, Corinne Borer. And, uh, yeah, she's Veronica Mars' mom. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good call. Uh, so, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's also Rachel's birthday. We're going to be celebrating Rachel's birthday. <laughs> um, I swear, we take off the dog's collar so that she... Collar. I'm doing collar. a Midwestern accent. Yeah. My dog, the dog's collar, so she can't make noise. And, and then, then she starts like, like starts hacking up a lung. <laughs> like the poor deer. She had dental surgery yesterday, so she is just yeah. struggling. But she's getting all kinds. Of, she's getting wet food. Yeah. She's taking shorter walks. She's loving it. I think yeah. she's liking this pampered life. Yeah. Anyway, uh, maybe this coughing thing she's doing is a bit of like uh, Munchausen's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just wants to keep being babied. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, it's Rachel's birthday, and I love what Monica has done with the place. It looks it looks like she's decorated for a child's birthday it's a, party. Yeah, there's like silly balloons and streamers. Yeah, yeah, little like And then at banners. first, I was like, is she making a meatloaf? I didn't understand that it was a birthday barbecue, but right. they yes. were putting together um, just like ground meat and 
mayonnaise and tomatoes and onions. It was a strange meatloaf recipe. I guess, but I mean, they're making burgers because she said burgers, burgers later. Yeah. And I guess the, because um, Phoebe said something about like formerly cute cows and turkeys. Yes. So I guess they have, they have turkey burgers as well. Yes. And I was, I was surprised by, um, so, I mean, Monica is the chef, but she was allowing Phoebe to just kind of like pour stuff in and mix it. Like it would seem like knowing what I know about Monica, she would be more like of a taskmaster. Like you go over there, Phoebe, like be witty and I'll take care of the burgers. Yeah. Phoebe was in a mood this episode that I love. Yeah. She was extra silly, extra silly, but also like kind of being mean to Ross a little bit. A little bit spicy. Yeah. 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 Which, which I, uh, I didn't, I didn't mind, but this is where we meet Veronica Mars's mom. And, um, this is where we find out that she, they've been dating, you know, going on a few dates. She's ready to, you know, do the deed to go all the way, go all the way. Yeah. To, to, to round third and, 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 and make it home. Make, I guess. make whoopee, <laughs> make whoopee. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but Joey, as part of the deal with this thing, he, he can't, he's not supposed to do any, he can't ejaculate unless he's in unless, this yeah, study. This, but like, I don't I mean, how would they know? I mean, Joey's a young, virile guy. It's not like he's not going to be able to. Like, yeah. they wouldn't know. Maybe, they, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it just felt like a weird, like, it, 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 it felt like a very sitcom-y, like, premise. Yeah. Like, like, oh, no, I can't have sex because of this reason that is completely unenforceable. I mean, wouldn't... Okay, I'm going to, like, show my cards here. But, like, would there be less... Isn't that the idea that like there wouldn't be as much? But I guess how would they know that there's not as much because if they if he's in a study and they've like established a baseline, okay, and then there's a sudden drop in count, and there's a drop per, in count per load, per load. <laughs> and I mean to be honest, I don't know how you walk around with those things, <laughs> so I know very little. But I would assume that there's a baseline established and a quota, an expectation. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe they'd be like, "Hey, there are fewer spermatozoa <laughs> yeah. here than yeah. normal. What did you do?" Yeah. Um. Uh. But here, but uh, Ross shows up at the party just to drop some stuff off because he's going to China. Yeah. Um. Which is one of my funny moments. We'll get to it later. Um. He has to go to China for work, and he has asked Phoebe to go visit little Ben, who was born last week. He asked Monica. Oh, okay. It makes more sense. It's his sister. Right. But Phoebe's one who ends up holding the picture, which is what I was pointing at, that I love this picture. Do you think he had someone at work take the picture (laughs) for this purpose? Yeah. Because he's like, it's not a picture you would have of yourself. It's not like like, a headshot. He's like... He's like waving at the camera. It's like a dorky selfie before there were selfies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think he did take it himself. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he must have had it taken... That day for yeah. this purpose, and I'm glad it didn't. It showed it and didn't just reference it. I'm yeah, glad that we got to see funny, it. It was a yeah. funny image. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, so yeah, we mentioned Phoebe's being being silly, uh, but also Joey and Chandler tease Ross a little bit mm-hmm. when Ross is like, uh, "Rachel's going out with this Carl guy." <laughs> And Joey says, how could she do that when she's never shown any interest in you? Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. For... Thank you, Joey. Yeah. He's the voice of reason. I know. He seems like he's dumb, but he's, he sees it. He's like Xander on, on Buffy. He's the one who sees everything. He sees everything. Um, but yeah, he was a real, um, I, I guess we'll get to it. I was going to say he's a real DJ Khaled today. <laughs> In this episode. Well, no. His I mean, it worked reaction, out. Yeah. But his, then he, he... His initial reaction was... was very comedy. Yeah. Uh, but then he becomes, you know, Joey the attentive lover. Yes. Um, but first, uh, I, I, I want to get to... Okay. Okay. I mentioned it was fun that they had... I thought it was like a fun thing that Monica had decorated for Rachel's birthday like it was a kid's party. Yeah. But then they do the thing where like they all sit around as Rachel opens her presents. Like yeah. no one in their 20s right. does that. But this was a way to get to the whole point. But like, do you remember, okay, on Breaking Bad in season one, when, they, when Elliot does that, they, like Walter and Skyler like laugh about it. Right. Um, 
And then there's like the I think you should leave sketch with Stephen Yeun opening the uh, and the and, and Tim Robinson wants the gift receipt back yeah. and then he eats it. Yeah. And I feel like part of the joke of that sketch is that it's funny that they're opening presents that he's of, like a 35 yeah. year old man opening presents in front of his friends. I guess if it's like a tight knit group like this, I think that's part of the fun. Like yeah. Yeah. almost like a white elephant type. Like it's part of the fun. Like you want your friends to see the gifts. Yeah. Like what else are they going to do? You know? Um, and so it turns out that, uh, Ross, who's already left for the airport cause he's got to go to China. Um, has given Rachel uh, what I thought was a very nice like brooch. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe it? It was like a cameo, like an antique cameo brooch. It was like ivory. Mm-hmm. That yeah. she like saw a long time a long time ago, and uh, I guess he like remembered that she right, said, she saw "Oh, it in I the loved window. it." It's she like said, what my, my grandma. grandma. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was very meaningful to her. And then. Uh, Chandler says a dumb thing that pretty much like reveals that Ross is Ross did this bought, bought this expensive gift for Rachel he because was, he's yeah. in love with her. Right. Cause he said like, Oh, it was like when you gave Carol the crystal duck when you were in love with her. But well, Ross is gone. He says, remember when Ross was in love with yes. Carol and bought her that crystal duck. And then like, yeah, Rachel has that like, Oh my God. Oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> Rachel has that moment of realization. So this is where Rachel finds out. But it's so strange to me because it's not like Ross has been delicate. Like he's been so obvious. Yeah. In a gross way. It's still sitcom-y. Yeah. Yeah. That that she wouldn't notice uh, his behavior. She's oblivious. Yeah. Um, But she's apparently so touched that she has to go to the airport to try and not stop him. Well, I mean, that's the classic like sitcom setup too. But I liked, yeah, you're right. It's the, the premise is like, I'm going to go to the airport, but I liked the twist that she doesn't actually know why. Like she just is like overcome with an emotion. She doesn't know what it is. And she's like, I have to talk to him, even though she doesn't know what to say what or she's going to say. Yeah. And it ends up not working out. Yeah. Uh, Cause he's practicing Chinese phrases on his walk, his Sony Walkman. Yeah. Uh, um, and her, message to him relayed by a flight attendant gets well it was the like wrong. the it was like the um the desk agent at the airport right yes 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 um and she looked like maria bamford oh her name i, I looked up her name it's carrie something um oh, i thought she looked like maria bamford but she's like but okay yeah. um can you like find raw like she tried rachel tries to like get through the door and the desk right. agent is like no you can't go and she's like okay what well, can you give that man a message tell him that i really liked his present and i'm excited to see him in a week so um maria bamford tells like this old guy with his wife that rachel loved the present and she can't wait to see him and then hilarity ensues because the the wife is like who's who's rachel what'd you give her and so they they get into a marital conflict and then this couple also happens to be on ross's returning flight home <laughs> that's funny yeah. so they spent the same week in yeah. china yeah just happened to be um, on the same flight and so the um the actor who plays the old man the older man who um uh gets the wrong message and, mm-hmm. and gets to fight so his name's jack riley he's uncredited in this episode and i think you and i are probably too young because i looked him up because it just seemed like it was a it was a prominent thing, right? That happens a lot in this show. But uh, apparently, he's like a TV comedy like mainstay. He oh, was okay. like on like the Bob Newhart show, and and he was uh, uh, in in not like he was in History of the World Part One movie. So he's like a comedy guy, and he must have some sort of connection to Friends or with a writer mm-hmm. or producer mm-hmm. or something. And this is this was an uncredited cameo that I'm sure. In 1995, people who were, like, probably what our age now mm-hmm. were like, hey, it's this guy that we've seen on TV a lot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But you and I don't really recognize yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure our friend Paul Goebel would know who he is, right? Yeah, probably. Um, speaking of which, we, uh, if you're listening to this right away, then you can find out, you can listen to, to or watch us on 
the Paul Goebel, all your favorite game shows streaming. Uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch stream? Twitch game and show. And YouTube, right? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, you don't have to have a Twitch uh, account. It's you can, you can find it in different ways. You can find it uh, um, on Paul Goebel's Facebook page or on yeah. my Facebook page. Yeah. I shared Did it you today. Share it? Okay. Yeah, so you can, um, if you can find my Facebook page. I've literally never given out, I've never even said that I'm on Facebook. Because I'm not really. I use but you it do for this stuff sort of for thing. Battleship Retention all the time. Yeah, that's true. I do promote Battleship Retention stuff. So yeah, you can hear us on that game show, and also I'm sure they're archived somewhere. If you haven't heard it in time, um, haven't heard this in time, you can find the Paul Goebbels all your favorite game shows uh, game show and listen to. I don't know how we did because we haven't recorded it yet. So yeah. um, I see we're gonna win. Yeah, we're gonna win. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're, but we're competing as a team, which is fun. Uh, so yeah, then we get to Joey has taken Phoebe's advice that he didn't understand at first about like, oh no, it was Monica's advice. Why do I keep wanting to give it Monica's w- lines to Phoebe? Yeah, it was, it was Monica basically. Yeah. He learns how to pleasure a woman. Yeah. Not focusing on himself, focusing yeah. on her instead. And Veronica's mom is like over the moon about it. She sends him probably thousands of dollars worth of fruit baskets. Yeah. Cause that's her thing. She makes fruit baskets. Yeah. Um. Uh. But then we've got uh, uh, so this I, the Monica. Maybe I'm giving all of Monica's stuff to Phoebe because the Monica stuff that I really liked is her like weirdly. I don't know if I thought it was half weird and half sweet that she's like advocating for Rachel to get together with her brother. Like she loves the idea. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you? Um. I wasn't like too shocked by her behavior. Okay. You know, it would seem like, why would you want to do that to yourself? You know, it just seems like too close to home. Yeah, I know. Like, but maybe you and I are pessimists. Like Phoebe ends up playing the part of the pessimist. Cause, cause Monica's argument is like, you already know it's so, so well, it's like you're already 15 dates in. And right. Phoebe's like, yeah, it's like you're already 15 dates in. You're already committed. Right. And like all the fun stuff. And then also like Phoebe is kind of the voice of reason when everyone is like, this is huge. This is going to like change everything. And she's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Um, well, but she did it sarcastically. She did the other. She said, I don't think our lives are ever going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she went the other way with it. Yeah. Um, but that is still one of my funniest moments. Oh, there. sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. It happens because you couldn't have known. Uh, but then it switches. It's funny. Last week, Monica was the one doing the thing where because Chandler's like, if you're still single in 40 and she was like, why am I still single in, uh, at 40? And then like, and I guess it's yeah, I guess it's actually her having the similar reaction here where Phoebe says something like, if you break up and Monica's like, why would you break up with my brother? And yeah. suddenly I thought it was cute that she was like the overprotective um, sister is she the big sister or little sister I think big sister big sister yeah that, that makes sense I like that she's the overprotective sister oh she definitely is the big sister yes okay. yes um, yeah because Ross had started college when she was in high school and so she's a little little sister then so she's a little sister yes oh, okay. I'm sorry okay. but she's still protective yes um, yeah and then when Rachel talks about her date with Carl She's like, who's Carl? Why are you going out to Carl? Why are you doing this to my brother? Yeah. Um, so there's this scene with Carl on the balcony oh, yeah. during the birthday. Well, hold on. You're getting ahead of me here because oh, I want to first talk about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back to the Joey storyline because he has a heart to heart, not a heart to heart, but he's like, he's talking to Chandler like, I can't believe this, like focusing on her pleasure thing works so well. Um, and there's a lot of Joey and Chandler being dumb in this episode. Yeah. Like they were fake dumb about the like, we're men, we're here to cook meat yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was dumb. I don't like all that. Uh, but, uh, what I really didn't like was Chandler eating crunch berries. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, again, I thought the child's birthday decorations were ironic, but then Rachel opened the presents, Chandler eating crunch berries. They really are like a bunch of kids. The thing that I thought was strange about that is they've gone out of their way on the show to cover up brand names. And it was right. so clear. Like it was, was just it, like Captain Crunch. L- Linto tea instead yeah. of Lipton. Or like a fake Snapple. Like there's always like fake. So this was like a, this was a choice yeah. to have this Captain Crunch and crunch berries. To have the front box. Center. He's, yeah. He eats a whole bowl of it and it's like, it's like a huge bowl and he's enjoying it. So it's almost like it was like branded placement. Yeah. Yeah. Did he, 
you're normally better at noticing this than I. I am. Did he ever actually take a bite? Um, Cause I, I think feel he like, did. Okay, but because I, I feel like um, crunch berries are loud. <laughs> They're crunch not, berries not are just loud. a clever name. Yeah, um, I never liked him as a kid. Never liked Captain Crunch or well, crunch I like Captain Crunch, but it has the um, it like. Uh, scratches up yeah. the top of your mouth yeah, I think but I, that's I still what I didn't like about it. once it gets like softened enough hmm. um, but that's another thing when whenever you see like cereal commercials or in tv shows it's always like so much cereal and probably only a tiny bit of milk yeah yeah i don't know i just probably because they're like doing multiple takes they want it they want it to stay fresh on top I yeah guess. yeah the ratio seemed off do you remember <clears throat> So there's Captain Crunch, mm-hmm. and there's Crunch Berries, mm-hmm. and then you know there was Oops All Berries, yeah. but it was just the berries. I hated I, the berry pieces. Me, me too. I remember having Oops All Berries as a kid. Because that's the other thing. My my parents were like weirdly most of the time strict about like when we were like we were not allowed to have soda except on very special occasions yeah. and, and like sweets. We had to eat like uh, healthy stuff. But I think at a certain point with four of us and they both have they're both working it when it came to like breakfast, they were like, fine, get them the cookie crisp and the fruity pebble. Like we had all the sugary cereals. For Did breakfast. you have the brand names or yeah. like, I mean, wow. sometimes we had um, the, the generic ones too, but yeah, we, so uh, we would often have, I remember having Batman cereal, which is just Lucky wow. Charms, but with uh, bats, essentially, instead of Lucky Charms. Oh but um, that was the one thing where I feel like my parents were like, we can't, we have too much shit to do in the morning. Let's let these four animals just fend for themselves, and that's, then we'll be good parents the rest that's of the like day. The so dream. We, yeah, we had, like, sweet cereals. We had, our sweetest cereal was um, Honey Bunches of Oats. Or, oh, that's that's which is good, yeah. but like, yeah, we had like life, honey bunches of oats, raisin bran. And, um, did I say life? Yeah. You said life. Honey like nut, life. honey nut Cheerios. I think that's also a sweet one. But when I went to friends' houses, I was like, oh, lucky charms, yeah. frosted flakes, fruity pebbles. But see, I think I went the other way where cinnamon I, toast crunch was my oh, jam. Cinnamon toast crunch is good. I think I went the way, other way where I was like, so used to that, that I was like, Ooh, kicks. I like kicks. Oh, yeah. We had kicks. Which is contested and mother approved. I hate that I know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but when the Oops All Berries thing was, I feel like it was a part of my childhood died when I ate Oops All Berries and didn't like it. And I was like, yeah. am I not a kid anymore? It doesn't like, this taste good, though. Chemically it and tastes weird. like headache. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I can, I have like a sense memory of it and it tastes yeah. like headache. Uh, I'm See, I'm so glad that I put a pin in you talking about the. Ross and Rachel, or yeah. Ra- Rachel and Carl scene, yeah. so we could talk about <laughs> Oops All Berries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then, so yeah, uh, Rachel's on, I, we haven't talked, the whole season we haven't talked about this, I am weirdly jealous of their, like, patio. Like it's, or their deck or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's like fun, but it also seems kind of like unofficial, because there's no door to it, they have to, you have to jump out the window, climb out the, the window. window, and that just seems so like, fun. It it's like, like a, it's like a glorified fire escape. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel, I, I guess that's uh, the how I met your mother gang have the roof, mm-hmm. and this is the this is what they have. And, and it, I feel like if I were a little, not a little kid, but if I were like eleven or twelve, watching this, I'd be like, I want to move to New York and have some like weird unofficial outdoor hang space. Yeah. Like that just seems so cool. And there's a part of me that still thinks that's very. I cool. mean, it is a roomy area, and there is like a ledge, and Monica decorates it with like candles and like plants and like a sconce i think even yeah yeah um but yeah it's a really nice little patio but yeah not there's no access through a door yeah yeah so it's like unofficial yeah um so that out there carl's being an annoying he he can't stop talking about how much he hates ed begley jr which i guess is kind of funny he's talking about a car uh, like cars ed begley jr drives an electric car yeah. this is in the 90s before you know Electric cars were cool. Yeah. It was before Elon Tusk made electric cool. Elon Tusk? Yeah. <laughs> Elon Tusk. Sorry, Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Tusk sounds like the, I was going to say sounds like the Bojack Horseman version. Right. But there actually was a Bojack Horseman version. It was Elon Muskrat. That's right. Um, uh, sorry, I said Elon Tusk, which is funny. It was funny. Uh, think about it. I guess I got Fleetwood Mac on the brain. Um, yeah. And then a uh, uh, sort of like uh, astral projection of Ross. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or like she imagines a Ross sort of t- like telling her like, what are you doing with this guy? You want to be with me? She kisses the ghost Ross. Yeah. And then like leaves Carl to, 
um, finish both of the enormous pours of wine they were drinking. Yeah. It seems to be a thing on this show, because I've called it out before, when, when um, who was Monica, uh, when Monica was with the 18-year-old yes, a couple weeks ago. the giant glass of wine. They're also filled up to the brim. Yeah. It feels like the people, I know we normally say props to the props department. No, I was just going to say, like, no props to the props yeah. department here, because the bottle that they were drinking from supposedly only had, like, a little tiny bit gone, but they both had full... Are they on their second bottle? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. No props to the props no department, props who are clearly prop. not wine drinkers. Although... We do get some props to the props department when we go to Joey's bedroom. Tell me. Did you notice um, he had like a Hitchcock poster? No. And an Al Pacino poster? What is it? And they have like... Uh, the Stooges? The Three Stooges? Uh, yeah, but don't, don't they have a Laurel and Hardy? Oh, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. I yeah, think it's Laurel, Laurel and Hardy. Hardy. Like, it's weird that they're into like old... Yeah. I'm not surprised with Scarface because he's like... Italian, yeah. like that. But Hitchcock, I don't see Joey as like a Hitchcock head. But also, okay, this kind of came up on uh, in like film on film Twitter this week. There was also like the neo swing revival of the nineties. Okay. Does it feel like, like maybe like just the forties were cool in the nineties? Yeah. Then yeah. it's just like an aesthetic choice. Maybe they don't right. watch these movies at all. It's just like. Right. But their clothing is kind of like. Oh yeah, Neo. we've got uh, uh, we've got another very swingers uh, shirt from yes. uh, from Chandler. We'll talk oh, about yes. later. Yes, uh, um, I didn't like the music during the Ghost Ross scene. It felt uh, like uh, cheesy and very like sultry. Like mm-hmm. she's being seduced by because that's in her head. Like that's what she <laughs> that's what does it for Rachel. Uh, so then she abandons uh, Carl. Carl to finish um, all of the wine. There's so <laughs> much wine left. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny, like, finish your drinks if you want to. And she, like, she hands him her drink. But it's also rude because, it, like, now Monica's, like, left to, like, say yeah. bye and see him out. Was Monica home? I'm assuming, I'm assuming yeah. Yeah. Monica never goes out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rachel runs to the airport to greet uh, Ross. As you mentioned, the same couple are also on the return flight. Yeah. Um, uh, which has happened to me before in terms of like film festivals like oh sure i've seen the same people right too and but this is just like a random yeah. trip to china yeah. unless this guy's also like and we a don't even know what city in china that, like it's just I like know. yeah they're China's a very large place. yeah they're just going to china yeah um and then uh ross returns while while rachel's waiting there with flowers mm-hmm. and ross returns mm-hmm with a new mm-hmm. lady on his arm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you know this lady's name? No. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't seen the show. So yeah, so. it was kind of a like a a cliffhanger because right because Rachel never. We don't see her. We don't see, see Rachel see them. Yeah. So she's like eagerly waiting, you know, anticipatory. Like I'm gonna say, like let's get this going. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it'll be exciting season two premiere. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely very excited. Uh, and did you notice the song that... Um, no, so it was notice. Madonna's Take a Bow. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I like that song. I didn't mm-hmm. even notice. Yep. What's wrong with me? Yep. Uh, you know, because I'm doing laundry. I'm distracted. That's, right. what the ti- that's what that timer was for earlier. Right. So just listeners, so you know right now, my clothes are just sitting in the dryer. Oh, my gosh. A neighbor is going to be like... <laughs> Yeah, hopefully no one else is doing laundry l- late on a Tuesday. All right, so let's go to funniest, right? Funniest moment. So I, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Ross walks in to the prep for Rachel's party, and I can't remember exactly what he said. Like, Phoebe says something to him. Mm-hmm. And then she says, oh, right, because he's carrying a big bag. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe says, how long do you think this barbecue is going to last? <laughs> and Ross says, I'm going to China. And Phoebe says, geez, you say one thing. <laughs> um, Phoebe also had one of my favorites when Joey was explaining the um, like sperm donation study. Oh, yeah. um, and she makes the joke, oh, you're going to be making money hand over fist. Yeah, which a is good a one. funny masturbation joke. Good one. And Hold then, on. Oh, we, go. Go, we go one at a time. I know. 
to keep you from... I don't want you to steal any of them. No, no, no. I was just going to say I have two more. Okay. Well, I only have one more, so you'll go two after. But the, uh, I had two more, but I already said the... I don't think our lives are ever going to be the same. Right. But uh, no, my other one is I like... Uh, Veronica's mom, Veronica Mars' mom uh, oh, yes. sends a ton of fruit baskets. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just a shot of Chandler just sitting in a chair surrounded by fruit baskets. <laughs> and then, like, Joey comes in all excited, blah, 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 And Chandler's like, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, by the way, do we have any fruit? <laughs> yeah, that was one of mine, too. Conolingus yeah. um, <laughs> equals fruit baskets. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, yeah, that was one of mine. And then the other one, which was funny, Ross goes out to the balcony with Joey and Chandler and tells them, like, going to go to China for a week. And then I forget which one says, like, have fun in China, eat lots of Chinese food. <laughs> I think it's Joey that says they just call it food there. I think Chandler says, of course, they just call it food. Yeah. 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 That's a Chandler type of. Very much. Uh, all right. So let's move on to friends that make it fashion. I'm going to talk. I can't not talk about Chandler's ridiculous bowling shirt. Yes. In the first. What was that uh, pattern? Like an Aztec? Yeah. It felt like, yes, it was like a bowling shirt mixed with like the uniform of someone who works at an like uh, an Aztec themed casino or something. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was very, very tacky. Yeah. Like intensely tacky. Yeah. Um, I noticed that in the first scene in Central Perk, I think it was a weekend because they were all in like weekend soft clothes. Oh, yeah. Like all the ladies were wearing like athleisure wear. And um, I don't know if you noticed, Joey, I don't know if it's the same, I don't think it's the same red shirt, but we've seen Ross in a bright red shirt a couple of times. Yeah. Joey was wearing a very similar oversized bright red, bright red shirt in yeah. the opening scene. Uh, um, maybe he borrowed it from Ross. Yeah, maybe. Um, also, I wanted to ask um, about Monica's dress. It was very much a look. And she makes note of saying like, oh, like... Um, Monica, you got this for because Monica's like, oh, cool, cool skirt. And she's oh, like, okay. oh, you Rachel's, got this for me. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rachel's like, oh no, um, I returned the shirt that you got me and bought this. Yeah, but it was like it was a short skirt with like a long train. Yeah, it was like yeah, she was wearing a short skirt, but then she had like a skirt that like, like another skirt that just around wasn't complete. It. So yeah. the front was open to a short skirt, and then she had a long yeah. skirt. In it the was back. a look. I didn't care for it necessarily i didn't hate it yeah um yeah can we talk uh, is it uh, i'm gonna be uh prurient here but mm-hmm. it's come up enough that I d- i've decided not to say it enough nipples? but i'm gonna say it specifically jennifer anderson's nipples yes are all, so often they're all known prominent. for their nipples though i mean we, that, we see less of phoebe because she's always wearing vests but right. monica and rachel they are pert yeah. Do you think it's just that, like, sound stages are cold? But then wouldn't every show have... I think it's a, I think it's a choice to have, like, very thin bras so that, like, you can see them. So who's making that choice? Production? Season one, they don't have the, a say, so... Yeah. They're not... These aren't huge stars committing a million dollars yeah. an episode. Yeah, so yet. I guess we'll find out. I as guess we'll see on, as it goes on if they are like, yeah. you know what, I'm going to have a full coverage yeah. bra. Like how... Um, Amelia Clark um, renegotiated her contract on Game of Thrones to stop doing nudity. Yeah. Because she was like an unknown yeah. actress at the beginning. She's nude like end. all over the first season. And then she's got the power to say, yeah. I'm one of the stars of the show now. I'm not yeah. going to take off my clothes. Because towards so. the end, they were all making like $10 million an episode or something. <laughs> I think it was a million. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see in time. Let's stay on the nipple. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll keep... Uh, I'll keep checking for headlights. Okay. Um, not headlights. Uh, I guess we, we, as far, do you have anything um, for running had, jokes, can motifs, I tell or you, foreshadowing? Well, I will tell you, Go back. Go, going back to the headlights, I had this gross friend who called them nerds. I don't like that. And it was nipples erect right through shirt. It was like an acronym. It was obvious what it was already. Like if yeah. you said like, oh, look at those nerds. Okay. Yeah. But then he had to like go further. <laughs> Nipples erect right through shirt. Yeah, anyway. I, don't, I don't care for it. Although I am laughing, so maybe I do. Maybe I should listen I don't care for it either, it's but funny. it's a comment that. Yeah. All right. So um, 
is yeah is, i don't want nipple watch to be like a, no a part of the show uh, no, no no but we do want to like keep it in mind yeah keep it in mind there's nothing like shameful we're not like poking fun at it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even mean for that to happen um but it happened enough that i felt like hashtag nerds that i had to i felt like it was worth mentioning yeah i don't know i feel like a creep yeah but um it was worth mentioning. Did you have uh, running jokes or motifs or foreshadowing that you would like to uh, call out here? Um, well, the theme of using um, like popular music. You didn't catch the Madonna song. No. Um, I guess we've compared the show to Seinfeld many times. Um, I guess in the like cereal eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, I'm going to bring this up here because obviously there's no harm in your mother, so we're not doing the like compare and contrast. Uh-huh. But you 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 mentioned that we like have talked about Seinfeld uh, a lot, and this show, I feel like How I Met Your Mother starts with the premise: this mm-hmm. is a romantic comedy of a show mm-hmm. is about Theodore Mosby finding the mother of his children, mm-hmm. his, his wife, and mother of his children. I feel like Friends, while well, there have been plenty of great episodes the 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 show has really come together over this first season i feel like this episode is kind of where the show starts do you know what i mean like like the love yeah that finding its mm -hmm. engine as opposed to just being like another new york hangout show like seinfeld but with its own like i had i don't want to say it was completely derivative obviously but it 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 felt like something that was in Seinfeld's shadow. Or we're going to do Seinfeld, mm-hmm. but with younger, hotter mm-hmm. people. Right. Um, uh, this feels like the show finding its its purpose in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's all like the rom com aspect has like always been like sprinkled in. Like we knew that Ross has been pining for Rachel yeah. this whole time, so we knew something was going to happen. But this is like you know, this is the one where Rachel finds out, you know? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like Ross, I I mean, I, Ross, I know enough about the show to know that Ross and Rachel are like the big, Mm -hmm. the the big couple of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, and this feels like the show, which is, it's obviously been, it's been part of the show since the pilot, you know, we talked about it, that Ross, Ross crushing on Rachel was part of the show since the pilot. Right. But the idea that this would be something, that Rachel might return mm-hmm. and that this might be uh, a storyline or a romantic storyline. I feel like this is the show finding its voice. I don't know yeah. if that's, even though last week was still, I think the, a better episode overall, this, this felt like a, like, like friends being friends. And it is kind of fun that, um, like in that final scene, like the viewers know what Rachel doesn't know. So it's, love it. Yeah. 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 Dramatic irony. I kind of like that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, should we move on to the second half of our episode? Yeah. In which we talk about Mystery Diners, Season 6, Episode 3, Food Truck Fiasco. Yeah. Now, um, well, you, you know what? I, uh, I uh, was in the captain's chair for the Friends recap. Why don't you oh, walk us? We don't have to recap the whole episode of I'm of, I mean, sorry. I, I still it still says how many mother on my right. outline here of so, Mystery Diners. Mystery Diners. This episode is entitled Food Truck Fiasco. So this is the first time that this is they're making history here that they took um their sting operation mobile. So it's, yeah, it's a, a mobile, mobile sting operation. Mobile control room. Yeah. Um, so this it looked comfy. Big big old captain chairs. Yeah. I wanted to hang out in there. Yeah, speaking of captain's chair you said you'll take captain's chair oh i said i was in the captain yeah 
Okay. Yeah, anyway. I was in the captain's seat, and now I'm talking about it. But those are called captain's chairs. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So this food truck in question is the Roland Lobster. And this yeah. this man from Boston, very thick Boston accent, yeah. is concerned because um, he the mileage on one of his trucks is way high. Right. He's losing food products. They're not selling. They're not yeah. selling. Um, not making as much money, so he has coming two, back too late. Coming back too late, so he has two trucks: one with like some good employees, and one with some suspicious. Although, in the most Charles Styles line I've ever heard anyone I've ever heard him say, he says, "I think it might be a good idea to keep an eye on all four of your employees." Said, yeah. Of course, you do, Charles Styles. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> of he, course, you do. He wants to catch you him. Do in not the act. trust the working class. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, real quick. Uh, Roland Lobster uh, still exists. I don't know if they have still have multiple oh. tr- trucks, but they're mostly in the Hermosa Beach area. I looked okay. it up. Okay. Well, I thought that they, yeah, because their whole like claim to fame is like everything is fresh, caught. It was like in the ocean less than twenty four hours ago. So yeah. the part of the business is like they're at LAX getting the lobster, and then that day they're selling the lobster rolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, I was surprised because I guess. In Los Angeles, if you think of a food truck selling lobster rolls, you're thinking of Cousins Maine. Cousins mm-hmm. Maine Lobster is like right. one of the most famous food trucks. Although I don't even know if they have a truck anymore because they now have I think they do. physical I location. S- I think I see them. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, so they sell two types of lobster. They they sell the um, the Maine and oh, the... Oh, okay. Yeah. Bob. Connecticut was one of them. The other one is yeah, Maine or something. I don't know. Or, yeah. I've never had lobster in my whole life. Okay. I um, love lobster roll. I wrote, I want a lobster roll so bad right <laughs> now. And also, but also, I know, I don't know if you noticed the menu that the, the lobster roll is 13 bucks, which is, would make me suspicious because Cousins Maine. It's like 20 bucks. It's like 20 yeah. to 25 bucks for a lobster roll. Um, and that's because you're paying for good lobster that's fresh. It made me, made me wonder like, how is rolling lobster getting away with a $13. Maybe they cut it with more mayonnaise or something. Yeah. Imitation crab, maybe. Imitation crab. But yeah, I also noticed that the, like the design on the trucks were terrible. Like they had a terrible logo, Mm -hmm. terrible design. I didn't respect them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Charles brings in uh, Shelby who like is a little less like, TNA than what we're used to. And she's, she's not like forced to go in to like flirt. Like she's not entrapping. I, uh, I, I mean, thought she was going to, because Charles says like, all right, do your thing. Do your thing. I mean, she's still like a, like a beautiful, attractive woman, but she's no Amber, <laughs> you know, she's like a regular, like she's got another skill set. Yeah. Amber's there. We know to, to, why Amber's there. To bring the guard down of these uh, dumb she, idiot employees. She male knows employees. what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Shelby's in there, and then the other dude who like pretends to be like an irate, rude customer. Yeah, I already forgot his name. John. Yeah. John. Yeah. And so they're following this food truck. This food truck is um, not following the rules of like staying in the right lane, driving five miles less than the speed limit. They're like going through red lights or speeding on the freeway. It's a yeah. real, like, a high-speed chase. Yeah, yeah, the through, control room is... Through the, the, the streets of L.A. Is to, is struggling to keep up with them. Yeah, so, like, these two, like, bad employees, Brian and Kevin, they set up shop in, like, Miracle Mile, where they're supposed to be, but then they right close by, down. Right, right by LACMA. Yeah, right by LACMA. Which is a... Uh, during the weekdays, that is a very That's where food the food trucks go. Yeah. But they close up, they turn customers away... And then they set up in Silver Lake, and the the mystery diner is like, "There's hipsters everywhere. This is definitely Silver Lake," yeah. <laughs> which is very very funny. Yeah. But, and yeah. they set Charles, up, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Charles, because I, I wanted to get it right, and you got it right. Yeah, Charles, there's hipsters everywhere. We're definitely in Silver Lake. Yeah. yeah it's exactly so right. they set up right across the street from. Um, the Red, Red Lion, Lion and the the Cha Cha Lounge, which used to be a uh, a haunt, one of my haunts. I mean, not not to this. I didn't go to the Cha Cha Lounge. It sounded like you you make it sound like you were there multiple nights a week. I was okay. Yeah, but Red Lion is still a place. I mean, pre pandemic, still a place we'll we still both go, go yeah. a lot. But Cha Cha Lounge was also a place that I would hang out before I before you and I knew each other. It's yes, a, it's a very much like yeah, when hipsters in their twenties. Yeah, when you're in your twenties, you go there. But now hipsters, I feel like I don't know Silver Lake. I guess this happens to like neighborhoods like Williamsburg 
in, in in Brooklyn and Silver Lake here. Like, it starts out as being hipsters, but now it's just super expensive, and it's, like, people with kids. I don't know. I haven't been to the Cha. But I'm just saying that neighborhood, Silver Lake is... Oh, is, totally. Yes, uh, totally. But I don't know what bougie, the Cha-Cha bougie, is. And real bourgeois, not... Yes. Can I get on my... Wait, can I get on my soapbox right now? Please, yes. That it bothers me that the phrase in common usage, the vernacular term bougie, comes from bourgeois, but is not used to mean the same thing as bourgeois. People use bougie to just mean fancy and wealthy, whereas bourgeois has to do with, like, the middle class sort of playing at being the upper crust. It's something that the upper, that the aristocrats would say, like, would use the term bourgeois to talk, to, to condescend to the people who were below their station, merchants and stuff like that, who had, you know, they had to work for their money, and they uh, now had some and thought they could take on the heirs of the aristocracy. Like, that's what bourgeois means. And it bothers me that people don't use bougie to mean the same thing. Okay, well, language is fluid. I know. And we don't always have the correct meaning, and it, you know, it's... You're 100% right. Yeah. Um, We have this conversation (laughs) so often. Well, we recently had it, um, you set me straight on another French term, charcuterie, where I was like, no, charcuterie means, like, the slices of cured and smoked meats but now it's like, come no, to it mean any, any sort, sort of, of like snack plate yeah yeah and you can make it with whatever it's it's now in the lexicon yeah. to mean yeah snack plate yeah and you're right I need, i'm the one who needs to adjust i'm the i'm the dinosaur yeah anyway i don't know how we got onto, oh okay because oh, yeah, we were talking about cha-cha lounge um so yeah at night they turn it into a soul food truck so yeah. they take lobster soul off truck. the men- soul truck. They take lobster off the menu and have like okra, gro- groovy okra. Yeah, it has like, like a, so it's soul food. It's kind of a fun idea. It's soul food, but they're like aesthetic is like late sixties like hippie stuff. Yeah. So it's like yeah, like you're saying like groovy okra or like happening ham hocks or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this owner, he's he's wicked pissed. <laughs> right? He kept, like, this saying, guy. like... Yeah, he was over-the-top, like, Boston caricature. Yeah. yeah. And Charles Stiles just loves it. I have so much to say about this guy because uh, this is obviously, as we've talked about, this is a Los Angeles ep- episode. You and I were talking about places we know. Another thing we know is that it's not... I know people like to make fun of Angelina's don't know how to drive in the rain or the city shuts down. It's true. And, like, it rains, and this is a rainy Los Angeles episode. And it kind of bothered me or felt disingenuous that the guy, the New Englander guy who owns Rolling Lobster, kept being like, ah, this is nothing. Our customers won't mind. We're a New England truck. It's like, no, yes, you are. I know. I understand where you're from. You don't mind. Right. You're operating in Los Angeles. Right. And if you're a food truck in Los Angeles and it's no raining, even if it's drizzling, yeah. it is going to severely hamper your your business because Angelinos don't go out in the rain. At least, yes. If they set up, like, outside of an office building or something, like, it'll be fine because people will still go out and get, you know, but it, depending it's... Depending on the on the cover. Yeah. I, I just remember when I... Uh, the first time I really noticed it, I remember noticing it, because I'm... Unlike you, I you know you're from here. I'm not from here. Mm-hmm. I had that thing when I came here. Like it's fine. It's just a little rain or whatever. And, but I started to notice it really affected. And I remember going to trivia, uh, bar trivia, and it was like 60 degrees and drizzling, and like no one showed up. Yeah. There were like three teams. Oh yeah, and the entire like you got to bundle up, <laughs> close all the windows. And, but now that's the thing. Now I. I drive like an idiot in the rain. Like, I'm way overly cautious in the rain. Yeah. I bundle up if it's 59 degrees or lower. Yeah. Like, I have totally acclimated. If someone tried to make plans on a rainy day, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're not doing that. Or if, like, the temperature's below 60. In, yeah. Like, I have to bundle up. Yeah. We're going to stay in and sip soup. We're yeah. not going to go out. <laughs> yeah. That's to- totally I have totally a candle in front of me. Um, My dog here. Uh, yeah, but I also say that I have found that I have acclimated, but I also reacclimate back very quickly. If I'm someplace that's cold, I'm like, okay, this is what it is now. Yeah, it's I've said like mid fifties in Los Angeles feels colder to me than mid twenties in St. Louis or Chicago or whatever right. yeah. because it's just not right. Right, you know. 
All right. Sorry. I'm way off track. Um, okay. So then, of course, in every episode, um, like the owner is like, I can't stand it anymore. I need to stop this from happening. So the Boston guy goes and um, runs over to the truck and rips down the sign that says Soul Truck. Yeah. And then the um, the bad employees go back to like the mobile sting station, see all the videos of them. Well, what's happened? What happens first is while well, the you and I were both laughing, while well, the oh. the guy goes to as they're walking back, Charles sure. is just like standing like trying to do the tough guy thing with his arms like folded across his chest and his yeah. like eyebrow raised yeah this like ned flanders looking motherfucker yeah. trying to be like the tough intimidating guy standing giving them the side eye on and the they sidewalk. played that little bit like yeah. five times yeah yeah ridiculous it was very funny uh uh yeah and and then uh and then they do the um i feel like sometimes if we talk about like uh you know running things on our shows that we watch uh, I almost said how I met your mother again because I'm just looking at my like template here. Mystery Diners has the thing where when, like you said, there's the thing. The owner always says, I can't stand this anymore. He goes, and the guys are always like, what's going on? What are you mad about? And yeah. like, they're always like, what is this? And they always try to like say, yeah. I was trying to help you. Think about it. It's a good idea. Yeah, sometimes they bargain. Yeah. They try to bargain. But the other thing that always happens that sometimes it feels like Charles Stiles is just insisting that he do this. The whole like, do you recognize John? He works for me. Yeah. You recognize Shelby? She works for me. And this, like, this episode, it felt like he was really, like, trying to work that in. Yeah. Like, I don't know, read, like, the the momentum's gone past that. These right. guys are, like, they're at the bargaining stage or whatever. You don't need to point out the people who work for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like Charles, I think, because I don't like Charles Stiles, yeah. I think he's uh, um, a, a uh, probably a bad person to work for and has a... Uh, uh, bad point of view on working i think i think charles styles likes saying he works for me she yeah. works oh, for me of i think course. i think he gets a little charge out of, of saying course. Like, of course he does he, those people work this for is me. my company and also they say he works for you but i guarantee your ambers and shelby's and john's are not full-time employees no. they're not getting any benefits from charles styles no this is a they're actors or whatever yeah and this is uh uh, one one gig for them. No, yeah, Charles Styles is very. He's proud of his his uh, like sting operations. He's always proud of his like cameras. He's proud of his employees. They work for me. Yeah, this is yeah. my sting operation. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I have a bunch of funny things that I wanted to point out. Okay, please. Should we go back and forth? Well, I don't have. I didn't do that. Oh, okay. Well, I um, first off. Did you catch when Charles is talking about the mobile con- control mobile control room? He says because it's a food truck. <laughs> Last year we talked about he's getting the cooler out of E's trunk. Oh yeah. This time he said yeah. we took extra measures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we took extra measures. Yeah, and then when when the trucks take off and the control room mobile control room is going to follow them. And Charles says, guys, let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> I love guys, him trying to be a tough roll. guy. Because also later in the episode, and they used it like at every commercial break, they said, he, he said, like, do not lose him. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they tried to, like, mortars. ramp up the energy of the high-speed pursuit on the freeway. Yeah. He's getting on the 10. Follow him. Don't let him get away. Like, yeah. we were supposed to be, like, on the edge of our seats yeah. during that chase. Yeah, during the slow-speed chase in the rain. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> I don't know why this... Oh, go ahead. You had something? Oh, I just, I wrote down funky fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> on the soul, um, on the soul food truck. The, maybe the funniest thing in the episode to me actually was not said by Charles or, or at all. It was by the owner of Rolling Lobster <laughs> who, when he finds out they're using his truck to run an unlicensed, which also there's a whole thing about like, I'm not licensed in that part of town. I don't think like. No. You get license yeah. for the city or the county, where yeah. you can go wherever. Anyway, uh, when they, they're running this unlicensed soul food truck, and I love that he says, "I love soul food. I, food. I eat it all the time." <laughs> that, that weird, like some of my best friends type of energy. Yes, yes, like, yes. Like that weird. Like he had to say, like, yeah. "Look, I'm not opposed to soul food. Yeah, just not on my truck." Yeah, we we could uh, read between the lines. Here. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of terrible politics, though. 
We're I wasn't even going to mention. Oh, are we talking about the ads? Yeah, the ads. Because we're watching this on Discovery Plus. We don't pay Good for the uh, commercial free version. Yeah. So we're getting commercials. And I guess Discovery Plus thinks if you're watching, watching Mr. Diners, you probably share Charles Stiles' politics. We kept getting pro life ads. We had two very, very disturbing pro life ads. But then the other ones were like Starbucks and cell phones. It was just like these <laughs> yeah. two very, very disturbing. Yeah, that's it's so uh, uh, strange, but actually not surprising that Discovery Plus assumes that Michigan. Yeah, because you're like, oh, the the algorithm al- algorithm is not working. I said maybe it is. Yeah, like, look what we're watching. watching. This show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we we had. I didn't have any make it fashion moments <laughs> for Mystery Diners. <laughs> It'd probably be Shelby. Anyone? Shelby? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, it's not make it design. I, I definitely uh, liked this Soul Truck logo as cheesy as it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that it? Uh, yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, ne- this is uh, our last Mystery Diners watch for quite a while. Because quite a while, we, yeah. Uh, jumping back in to How I Met Your Mother next week. Yeah. I'm excited. Very excited to start. Um... Oh, wait. We got to do our regular segments. Yeah. I normally uh, uh, last week I did it before we talked Mr. Dennis. Yeah. Now we're coming back and doing our regular segments. I feel like I fucked up. I should have done it before. That's we all right. Just Mr. get Dennis into thing. it. Well, the first segment, as you know, is called "How Were We Doing," and it's about what was going on in the world in the day that this episode aired. Not this episode of Mystery Diners. This episode of Friends, which aired on Thursday, May eighteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Uh, the one where Rachel finds out. Um, I wanted. I was. I. I couldn't wait to bring this up because I, as a, like I said, you're a SoCal native. You would have lived in SoCal at mm-hmm. the time. Do you, and I have no memory of this. Okay. But on Thursday, May 18, 1995, a military veteran in San Diego stole a tank mm. and drove a tank around, like drove, driving over cars and, and shit for like 35, 40 minutes. And then he was shot and killed by police. I do vaguely remember this. Yeah. He was, um, his name was Sean Nelson. He was driving through the Claremont neighborhood of San Diego. Not yeah. the Claremont we know in San right. Gabriel Valley, but spelled differently a, a right. neighborhood in San Diego called Claremont. Yes, I remember watching that. Yeah. I, did, I, I had no memory of this of this story. Um, uh, in famous deaths this, this day, um, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery from, from Bewitched. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Died on, on May 18th, 1995. And also the actor Elisha Cook Jr. I don't know if he's, uh, I think he's like one of the Satanists in Rosemary's Baby but oh. in the like 40s and 50s. He was in like, he's in like Maltese Falcon and he's in The Killing. He was like okay. a, a noir type actor. Okay. Um, but by Rosemary's Baby, he was an older, older man. And he also died on that day. Um, weird, uh, uh, sad day, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the uh, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. This is how we do it. Um, have you ever really... <laughs> how did it go, the dumb Brian Adams have song? Have you ever really, really ever loved a woman? Oh, yeah, okay. And then Adina Howard's Freak Like Me. And then a Method Band song, I'll Be There For You Slash You're All I Need To Get By. You're all... They sampled. You're all I need. I need. I know that song, yeah. But yeah. I can't think of the method. I can't one. think of yeah. And then Dion Ferris is I know. Uh well at least we got some new singing. We got to sing a different song. I know what you is that one? No. I don't know. I I think it came up before. I know what you're doing, baby. I know why you call my number. Right? I I I believe you. Okay. Uh all right. Well now let's move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. And I'm very excited because this means, because I got my guess right, which was Rachel finds out that Ross loves her, which means, even though I didn't think it was mathematically possible, but I forgot there were two extra episodes, we're tied. Mm. We each have to donate $250 to a charity of the other's choosing. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what I'm going to be donating to? Yes. You will be donating $250 to... My friend's place. I, that makes um, sense. That's, I've donated to them is, before. Um, place you used to work. An agency very near and dear to my heart. I, I work there, but I fully embrace their mission, which is to, um, to I guess, 
the mission statement used to be assist and inspire homeless youth, but now, you know, youth experiencing homelessness have a drop-in center where they can get case management, housing services, but then a whole host of other, um, like, transformative education programs such as art, fashion design, music. Um, They do um, GED tutoring, just kind of every aspect of a young person's life. They can kind of go and just hang out all day long um, and get all these other services. Well, speaking of uh, tutoring and the youth of Los Angeles, uh, you will be donating $250 to 826 LA. Awesome. Which is, uh, um, there's 826s all over the, yeah. the nation, but 826, yep. they, uh, they help um, tutor kids, specifically help them learn through creative writing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, are we able to um, put websites into our webpage? I mean, I could put it on the Battleship Retention page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, links. So, yeah, myfriendsplace.org or 826LA.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. help us out uh, with these donations. I mean, we're, we're going to be donating no matter what. Yeah. All right, but that, that means we get to make predictions about what's going to happen in the season two premieres of mm. both Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Okay, here we go. And this is the part where you have to vamp because I am looking okay. things up. Okay. I feel like you're at an advantage because you kind of already know what's... It was is teased. You already know what's going to happen in the Friends episode. Well, yeah, and the uh, Friends episode is called the one with Ross's new girlfriend. Yeah. So I'm going to say. Uh, well, I have to reset the counter here, on on our tallies. So my prediction is going to be. Hmm. The gang meets. The new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. What happens? What do I think happens in this one? Uh, hmm. Do they... I'm trying to think... It would be like... The funny twist would be like they like her. But mm-hmm. it also would be out of character because they're pretty much all on... They all want Ross and Rachel to get together. So maybe the gang try to sabotage okay. the new girlfriend. Okay. 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 What are you going to enter? The gang <laughs> do their best to gum up the works <laughs> in... Such an old man. <laughs> Ross's <laughs> new relationship... Gum up Deal. the work. Okay. <laughs> so now you have to make a prediction okay. on what's going to happen in How I Met Your Mother, okay. season two, episode one. And that episode is called, Where Were We? Okay. Okay. Um, obviously, it's a nod to, like, there's going to be, like, a, like a recap yeah. of season one. Okay. Where were we? So he's going to show where they were and where they are now okay right so it's going to be like the framing device for the episode how's it going to be where were like he's going to be like okay this happened now where were we okay but i'm trying to figure out how that is a framing device i guess just like the episode like this is what happened last week here we are now i guess it's not a framing device okay but it's like picking up where we left off but Okay, so that's my question. Is it picking up where we left off, or is it picking up... Because it would have been, like, a few months. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to pick up where we left off. Okay. So we're going to learn about Marshall and Lily's relationship breakup. Okay, so we're going to, like, see... We're going to see... Yeah. Maybe? Okay. Because this... I mean, it doesn't really... Jump. We haven't seen like a big like timeline jump. But that's this is the first time there's a new season where they're like in the real world. Three or four months have, has passed. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm asking. Has that time passed? I'm dumb. I guess I just assumed that it wouldn't. But yeah, you're yeah. That makes more sense. But is, but is your? I still haven't been able to pin down what exactly your prediction is. I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go. So it's um. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of time. Maybe there'll be a jump in the episode, but it's going to start 
in where but, we left off. Okay, so you're, are you abandoning the thing of we're going to see the scene of Marshall and Lily breaking up? Uh, or do yes. you think we're going to see that? We're going to see that. Is that. Can I make that your prediction? Yes. Okay, because yes. <laughs> that's an easier thing to like... Quantify. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, okay, so we're going to see... We're going to go back to see Marshall and Lily go... Should we call them Millie? Uh, Well, it's Marshmallow and Lilypad. Oh, that's right. Their names. But yeah, yeah. so we're going to go back to see Marshall and Lily go Splitsville, is what I wrote. Okay. Because you called me an old man, so I'm trying to stick with old old man. Trying to youth it up? (laughs) No, I'm saying that's another old man saying Splitsville. All right. We did it. We did it out of order. Hopefully next next week we'll, we'll be back, back to on track. Back on track, and we'll then we'll at the end of that uh, that season we'll fuck it up again mm-hmm. <laughs> because we'll forget how we're supposed to do this. But uh, other than that, uh, meantime you can find us at battleshipretention.com As you can find this episode, you can find it also subscribe to the episode or subscribe to the podcast or listen to the podcast wherever you subscribe or listen to podcasts. Um, you can email me at david at battleship pretension.com you can follow me on twitter at davy pretension more importantly you can email us mm-hmm. at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com let us know what you thought of our mystery diners diversion yeah um and i i hope you liked it because we're gonna do it again um but not for some time not for some time uh natalie wh- uh you wanted to give your your facebook your no. home phone number <laughs> no um home yeah don't don't call me on my home phone number but rate review give us five stars if you like us or yes. you know one if you don't but yeah so, I and mean, there's a there's five stars you can go anywhere in between there yes it's not a, oh, not a zero sum game yeah and yeah. if you like this episode tell your friends yeah tell your right? friends about all the episodes right i mean you're probably not gonna like this episode one. let's be real I, I don't know. I, I, I think we're probably driving up Mystery Diners streaming numbers on Discovery Plus by a measurable quantity. I yeah. think Charles Stiles is going to listen to this, yeah. and he's going to hear me say terrible things him. about him, yeah. and he's going to go, aw. He's I, the least charismatic man on television. <laughs> All right. Uh, other than that. Uh, until next time, see you at the Cha-Cha Lounge. <laughs>